Welcome to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. At EPLA, we seek to support women and families suffering early pregnancy loss by providing resources, education, and community. It is our vision that no one suffers miscarriage alone. Welcome back to Hope Blooms. I am Maria Servold, EPLA's president. And I'm Emily Carrington, EPLA's executive director. And today we're going to talk a little bit about preparing for Christmas. Um, And I think we're going to take this sort of from two directions. One, preparing for Christmas if you are fresh off of a loss, Mm -hmm. if you've experienced the loss any time in the last year, if this is your first Christmas. I want to talk about why that's hard. (laughs) Why that's hard and things that might sneak up on you and any way we can help you prepare. Mm -hmm. And then I also want to talk about preparing for Christmas if your loss was Mm -hmm. two or more or 10 or 20 years ago Mm -hmm. because I do think there's things you can do to prepare your heart for the holiday season even if you're far out right so if this is your first year after a loss I'm I am so sorry you're with us today you've had a hard year Mm -hmm. and for me I had had two losses before there was a Christmas, and Mm -hmm. that was probably the hardest thing that had ever happened to Mm -hmm. me. And you maybe didn't think how hard Christmas would be until it happened. Right, right? and I had not ever really had a sad Christmas. Mm -hmm. I had lost grandparents, but I was young, or or I was, you know, older, and it was sad, but it was a long time coming and I don't right. I don't want to belittle but it, it wasn't the same mm-hmm. intensity of personal grief those were really really hard Christmases on my mom mm-hmm. but this was the first time that like I was carrying the grief inside of me so deeply and so heavily and I had never really contemplated what a sad Christmas would be like right because you don't it, it, everyone expects it to be you know it's yeah. the happiest time of the year. Right. And right. and it was a, you know, I guess I lived a charmed life mm-hmm. in that way. But also miscarriage is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I got pregnant in the spring of 14, I had visioned that Christmas. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go to Thanksgiving. I like to plan. I wasn't going to go to Thanksgiving because I was going to have a baby like that week or like yeah. 11 days earlier. But Christmas would be like, this is what Christmas. And I was like already like, everyone's going to need to come to us because we're going to mm-hmm. have a tiny baby. And I was planning and visioning and it all came crashing down. Mm-hmm. And I had to work through some of that for myself about this light in the darkness. Right. And understanding, like, Christmas is the solstice holiday, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's the darkest week of the year. Mm -hmm. But it had always just been the happiest week of Mm -hmm. the year. Mm -hmm. So... But then when that vision you had was no longer going to be reality. Yeah, and coming to terms with that. Right. And then it rolling around and you sort of having to deal with the day-to-day of that. Right. Exactly. Not being fulfilled, yeah. Exactly. And so I don't know if there's anything I wish I would have like done differently, but definitely there were some things that surprised me. Mm-hmm. 
some grief snuck up on me. And I think maybe, I don't know that there's any way you can keep grief from sneaking up on yeah, you. Yeah. Other than knowing grief might sneak up mm-hmm. on you. And so. Right. And in, in, in weird moments like, oh, there's not a present under the tree for mm-hmm. this baby. Or, oh, mm-hmm. the stocking is not hung up, you know, mm-hmm. which you maybe didn't think of in the summertime or whatever. Right. Yeah. And everything just felt so big and so intense. Mm-hmm. And. I could not put it in its place. It just took over and it would take over. Mm-hmm. Everything is sort of covered with that cloud. Right. And so when they're like buying gifts for my nephew, who totally deserves gifts because he's a cute little baby, I'm like, where are my baby's gifts? Yeah. Well, what? <laughs> like, right. everyone misses your baby too, you know? So I, I do think we had then later received some gifts from family honoring and remembering our babies. Mm. And I think it's okay to make some space mm-hmm. for your babies, however however you want. Is it a tiny stocking? Is it an ornament? Do you need to make some space and time for yourself for you know, reflection, meditation, or prayer before you go down to deal with the yeah. intensity and holly jolliness? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you need do you need to walk away for a minute? Mm-hmm. Um how is it that you process feelings and emotions? It isn't always easy. Well, and yeah, and that's what I think is so important to recognize too, is like, say your loss happened in, you know, March or something. So then like months go by, you're like, I'm feeling pretty good about the, you know, I'm I've, I'm feeling better. I'm not actively every single day weeping or whatever, but then something could happen, right? Mm-hmm. At, at the holiday season time and reopen that wound and that's okay like yeah. there's nothing wrong with you if that happens absolutely yeah, yeah. it may feel far away right and it could be one of those surprising surprising triggers yeah. your loss was well later in the year uh yeah it was a, like end of september so mm-hmm. yeah so that christmas it sort of felt like i i think even more so i was sad that i wasn't pregnant at christmas than like the following mm-hmm. year that i was not that i didn't have a baby if that makes sense because i sort of anticipated this like fun or that, like we'd tell people at Christmas that would have been like, you know, three months or something. So it would have been like this great fun family bonding thing to, you know, be pregnant at Christmas. And then I wasn't. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think the following Christmas was when we did get pregnant <laughs> with my now nine year old. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that felt sort of redeemed. Yeah, that first one I sort of I I missed my grief was over not having a cute little bump at Christmas time. Right. Yeah. I think that's really good. A really good point mm-hmm. is that you had this picture of what mm-hmm. Christmas would be mm-hmm. wherever, whenever, you know, my first pregnancy we found out in March. So we were due around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So the holidays immediately became part of my vision for this baby. And we were moving back to closer to family. We were still three and a half hours away, but we were no longer 21 hours away. So there was this like, oh, we can make everyone come to us because we're not that far. Yeah, And so I think wherever you were, whatever you pictured that to be is a hard realization. Yes. Um, And to expect to feel like, yeah, there was some even like loneliness Mm -hmm. missing my child, but also feeling I was the only one feeling these feelings. Yes. Well, and and that's one of the hardest parts I think about the grief that sneaks up on you, especially at a time that might feel 
inconvenient or something. It's like, then you sort of feel like, oh, no, now I'm causing a problem. Now I'm the weird one who wants to sit in her room all day. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, uh, I don't know, people are more and more understanding of that sort of a problem. And just, you know, tell people you need space. Tell them you need time if you want to, you know. It's okay. Yeah. So what sort of things, did you do anything special to remember your losses as like with Christmas ornaments or anything? Yeah, we have, we have Christmas ornaments uh, for each of our losses. Mm -hmm. Um, And I look forward to getting them out Mm -hmm. every year. Um, And it sort of helps. And it's just such a good way. I mean, we've had three losses. It just feels like such a good way. Like three tiny stockings is probably like more visualized grief than mm-hmm. I want to handle. Right. Um, but the three little ornaments just feel like they're with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and a good chance to talk to the girls mm-hmm. about the babies. And a good reminder for me to slow down and to remember some of those that first Christmas. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, and I think one thing that first Christmas that was probably good for me is that I went through the ritual even if I was really confused. Mm-hmm. By that, because at that point, I mean, we were out of the emergency trauma yeah. danger, right? Like right. that happened months ago. So, because now when I pull out those ornaments I think about like sitting in the Christmas Eve service I think about familiar places Mm -hmm. I went back home and I did what I always did Mm -hmm. and I have a healthy relationship with my family and my childhood (laughs) and so for me that was comfort yeah and something to rely on something to rely on Mm -hmm. and and now well that's sort of it's like you're absorbing that grief into like now by hanging up those ornaments every year it's become part of that yearly ritual in a way that's not upsetting right (laughs) but just beautiful and comforting and beautiful and and sort of pulls me back to some moments of healing Mm -hmm. because there was also some healing that happened for me Mm -hmm. around christmas time it was still challenging with family but there was some spiritual healing that Mm -hmm. happened you know we've said before uh, you know epla is not necessarily a christian organization but but many are all, you know, we're, we're a lot of Christians who are doing this. And so as I'm dwelling on this infant Christ faced with my own loss of mm-hmm. babies and dwelling on, on Mary and, and all of these other Christmas stories, um, it allowed for some spiritual healing because I know the end of the story. Right. Um, and realizing that God the Father new child death too Mm -hmm. was a it wasn't it it wasn't a perfect one-to-one but there was some spiritual Mm -hmm. healing that Mm -hmm. happened for me around christmas time um that i think is important and was really important for my grief process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's where i say like going through going through your normal i needed to heal and Bring the two together. Bring the two together and reunite and like sort of see the hope in the darkness or but see the 
and I think all of life, right, there are these like moments of joy and moments of suffering and they right. like butt up against each other. Mm -hmm. And I think I had to deal with that for the first time in mm -hmm. a real sort of way. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it helps you realize you can't necessarily separate the two, <laughs> right? Like it's gonna, right. it's gonna have to be a part of this from now on. And so let's find a way to make that okay as opposed to sort of like trying to segment them in your brain because then that's, that's going to be too hard. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We have to figure out a way. So if Christmas is something that is important in your life, you know, and I had really happy memories. This was something I was excited for my children. I had mm -hmm. really happy memories of Santa and magic, uh, you know, all of the, and delivering gifts and and. I had all of these warm, fuzzy memories. Mm -hmm. And those were all ultimately really good. And I had to reunite them in my head and and figure them out. Mm -hmm. and, and as an adult, and, you know, I was 27. I was, and I'd been married for five years. I, I wasn't still a child, but mm -hmm. there was definitely this coming into adulthood and understanding suffering and hope together. Mm-hmm. So, which I think sort right. of leads us into the second half of this is if you're a few years out and you have or haven't reconciled those things, you know, this, this, the holiday season can, can be a difficult time. Mm -hmm. It can be a difficult time for anybody. And how do you place and place places? And I don't think it's too late to buy an ornament. Right. Yeah, I was sort of thinking about that because I don't think I have one. <laughs> Dang it, I, I should have one. Well, you yeah. can buy one now. I can buy one now. Yeah, and there's some there's some places that sell ornaments, and I don't think it's too late to to do something small mm -hmm. if this is something that's important to your family. I don't I, I, if you don't feel like you've done enough, and it's still coming out as anger or frustration, or you feel like you've suppressed it, then do something. Mm -hmm. Right. If you have, you know, what am I going to do to prepare? I'm going to I'm going to do what I always do or to the best of my ability. I'm going to get out my stuff, I'm going to find my ornaments, I'm going to think on things. And then that's going to help us prepare. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. so I think, you know, and there's other uh some some churches and some towns will do blue christmas. Yes, I was going to mention that. Yeah. It's appropriate to go. Yes. It's appropriate to go for a miscarriage. It's appropriate to be a part of that if you need to embrace that sort of sad mm -hmm. understanding of, of Christmas. Right. What else what else we have in terms of preparing? I think the most important thing is just knowing that it might you might be surprised by grief. That's really I think the thing that I want people to think about. Right. Because it's like, yeah, it's a different environment. And so your feelings may be different. Right. And uh, and your senses are overwhelmed. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like yeah. the sensory experience, I didn't really think about being, until I had children, I never really thought about being overstimulated. Now I realize, like, one, I'm overstimulated all the time, but I think about their stimulation. Yeah. And like, oh my goodness, is Christmas super overstimulating? Mm -hmm. Even if it's not like bright and light. And I don't even mean like, the tacky Christmas. Yeah. Like, of course, that's overstimulating. But I just mean, like, there's so much going on in your nervous system. Mm -hmm. So much input, right? Like, so much food, so much smells, so much decoration, so mm -hmm. much expectation, mm -hmm. so many plans. 
And I think part of preparing, I will say, if you are a fresh mom, if you just had a miscarriage, I think part of preparing is taking some time with you and yourself and figuring out what you can and cannot do this year. Yes, yes. So if you've had a miscarriage and you have four other children, figure out if it's important to you, like, I find like, okay, I need to make it magic for the ones that are here. Mm -hmm. Okay, but figure out how you can do that because it will not be magic if you push yourself to the tilt and decide you're going to do everything and then four new things Mm -hmm. and then you're in a pile of tears. Mm -hmm. So you've not failed your children if you have to buy a pumpkin pie. (laughs) You have not. Whatever it is, like, and I'm, I'm asking you to, sort of with but it's also okay i'm asking you to sort of be clear-minded when i know you can't be Mm. but also it's okay to simplify to scale back to do what you can Mm -hmm. and your children will still find it magical yes but overworking over expecting is not going to make it magical for anybody it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to do things. Like if you feel like, hey, I can do this and this is important in my healing and feeling normal, mm-hmm. then do it. But if you can sort of do things that are low risk, mm-hmm. like this may not be the year to be like, and I'm going to be in charge of the entire PTO <laughs> Thanksgiving feast for 6,000 children. Like mm-hmm. this may not be the year because if you have a breakdown that moment yeah. that morning, yeah. The children will not get their turkey yeah. and then it's really dramatic, right? But like if I'm going to make a small dinner or we're going to have a small snack time, I want to mm-hmm. have this moment of happiness after or on Christmas Eve. Things that have good backup plans. Mm-hmm. And if you fail, your husband can execute. Mm-hmm. You know, I think plan for some margin. Yes. Yes. This year. And I think that those are, I think that's a good way to make sure there's some space to not be surprised. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah, that plan for margin. So, well, we hope you all have a peaceful, restful, healing Christmas Mm -hmm. this year. It can be painful. We know that and we see you and we've been there and... It's our hope for you that you can enter this season in a time of rest. Mm -hmm. So thank you for listening today. We will talk to you after the holidays. Thank you for listening to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. To learn more about how we and you can support women suffering early pregnancy loss, visit our website at miscarriagecare.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening.